six, whether eight or nine women have accused him publicly and six testified at the trial. He chose not to testify himself because he didn't want to be cross-examined. And why would you? (laughs) Because you're not going to hide from any of that. No doubt about it. So Harvey Weinstein found guilty again of two of the five charges and is facing 25 years. By the way, there is a separate case that is still pending against him that he may have to go to trial for as well for additional sentencing on different charges involving different victims. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening there. Okay. Uh, The coronavirus. Let's take a look at the latest international tally, okay? There's some good news and there's some bad news, and then I'll tell you kind of what's been happening in Italy. As of right now, there are 79,729 infected victims that we are aware of, and that is a key important factor in all of this. Now, where the things improve a little bit is that in the last 24 hours, there have only been, and I, I don't mean to minimize the, the number of people who are infected, but there's only been 757 new infections over the past 24 hours. Now, if you've been following me, as I've been doing this update on a regular basis, it's usually over 2,000 new infections per day. Now it's at 757. That could be a sign, and some are signaling that it could be a sign that it's starting to plateau. All right? That would be good. That would mean that maybe we're starting to to see the number of new infections kind of kind of relax and then maybe hopefully start dropping down. Another bad thing about this, and by the way, um, the recovery rate has jumped up, so let's just stick with the good. Recovery rate, now there's out of the 79,729 total infected, 25,141 have recovered. That is a recovery rate of 31.53%. That is way up from last week. That's great news. Means a lot of people are recovering. However, there is 2,629 dead. That is a fatality rate of 3.3%. The fatality rate has gone up by about a percent. So a little bit under a percent. So the fatality rate has gone up, the recovery rate has gone up, and the number of infected is slowing as far as new infections are concerned. Um, now, I, I still want to temper this because I think that standard seasonal flu, which for the record infects a lot more people than the coronavirus. But the seasonal flu, I think, has killed 14,000 people globally. But it also has infected millions, okay? There's, there's a lot of problems with the coronavirus. Obviously, the big concern has been the third world. For Up until now, the first world has been pretty okay, now, a couple of people here and there passed away, but most people recover in the first world. Japan was the biggest concern. Obviously, you have the cruise ship off of the coast of Japan where all of the the uh, isolation procedures that they had there failed. Everything failed. The Chinese team that has been working on the coronavirus from the very beginning, they're all dropping like flies now. They've had two or three heads of the research pass away. Uh, well, I guess head of, head of the facility and then head of research passed away. Uh, you've got several senior members who have been working on this that are now that are now unfortunately infected with the virus, and China's felt the, the brunt of this. Uh, the latest report is continuing to confirm what I told you from the second day of all of this, is that this appears to be a lab event. And by lab event, that I mean, it got out of a lab, okay? And the lab in Wuhan happens to be where they study Ebola and SARS. It's, it's a premier Chinese government bio facility many people believe they develop weapons there 
I don't know if that is true. All I can tell you is the Chinese sure did devote the first several days of this whole thing before any of us found out that there was an outbreak. They sure did devote a lot of attention and energy into arresting journalists and preventing the message from getting out. Why would you devote your energy to preventing people from telling the world there is a viral outbreak as opposed to devoting your resources and attention to fixing or stabilizing said outbreak? That seems to suggest, when you couple that with their refusal to allow the international community to help them for some time, that seems to suggest they were doing something they were not supposed to be doing. Okay, So now the latest information that we have is that they were, in fact, doing something in a lab. Okay, Now, whether or not this was research and then it got out, they were warned in 2017, by the way, that this particular virus could get out uh, by some international people who apparently toured the facility or what have, what have you, and they had actually said that this virus could get out. So whether they're trying to weaponize it or they were studying it and it got out of the lab, we don't know, okay? And I'm not accusing them of making a bioweapon. I'm just saying their behavior sure is suspicious. And the catch-all to kind of disprove what I am saying is that, well, they're communist and they're a very close society and they don't like anybody uh, to be able to embarrass them with this type of stuff. So that could always be a motivating factor as well. Um, now, the president is apparently extremely angry that the quarantine of Americans aboard this, this uh, cruise ship, this luxury liner, were not followed. And he is he's pretty ticked about this from what we are hearing from the Washington Post. Uh, the president and his virus task force were told last week that Americans quarantined aboard the vessel but were not yet sick, would be brought home on two chartered planes. However, the Washington Post has reported that decision was ultimately overruled by somebody without the president's knowledge or permission. Uh, Trump was briefed on the decision and agreed that healthy passengers should not be on the plane with sick ones, according to senior administration officials. But the State Department and a top U.S. health official ultimately decided to bring back the 14 Americans, who, by the way, Tested positive. Okay? So they're on the planes now. They were believed to not have the virus. They're on the planes and they test positive. And they were forced to be put into isolation. They did not inform the president about this. He's apparently livid over this because he did not want them to come here. He wanted them to stay in isolation for obvious reasons. We've also now found evidence that the virus remains dormant for a longer period of time in some patients than in others, which means you will test negative and you will show no symptoms, even though you are a carrier and a spreader of the virus. This is a huge development and very problematic. So the president is furious from the uh, the reports from internal, uh, internal um, I guess, whistleblowers, if you will, to the press, and you can't blame him. But now you also have a report, not just that this comes from a lab, which you've been hearing from me for quite some time. It's just that you have a latest report suggesting that this is definitely from a lab. But now, uh, if you read the Epoch Times, which is a very good newspaper based in Hong Kong, by the way, uh, coronavirus outbreak is five to ten times worse than China is admitting, according to a peer-reviewed study. Youch. Um, this peer-reviewed study apparently has professors from Ohio State and Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, and they are saying that the Chinese apparently have 
reduced the number of infected and dead in order to hide the true impact of this virus by five to ten times. Now, this could explain, this is another thing that I've been telling you, that the Chinese obviously um, are, are kind of throttling the numbers here. These numbers jump a lot. The numbers that I gave you earlier, they jump a lot every single day, which seems to suggest there's far more cases than we are being told about, and then they just release them in these, these batches, if you will. So the latest is we're just under 80,000 total infected, just over 2,600 dead, fatality rate of 3.3%, which is much higher than many uh, previous pandemics. The World Health Organization did not declare the coronavirus a pandemic. They decided against it. I'm a little surprised by that, considering the numbers, uh, but they have decided against it. But there is some good news, and the good news is that there's only, and again, not minimizing the new infections, But there's only 757 new infections in the past 24 hours. That is way less than the typical over 2,000 per day that we have been getting. So that does appear to be progress in the right direction. I hope it's not an anomaly. Now, the markets declined because of what happened in Italy. And I'll tell you about Italy coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Hey, are you looking for replacement windows like I am? Well, Faber's B Windows has the Infinity by Marvin replacement window. Infinity is rated number one by J.D. Power as the top replacement window in the country with a lifetime warranty on material and labor. Go to bwindow.com and get a free estimate and a special promotion of up to 50% off plus 12 months, no payments, no interest. That's bwindow.com. Favors be window, trust be. Talking about the coronavirus and the latest updates here, Italy is the primary reason for the market decline today because it looked like coronavirus might have been plateauing and maybe we had it under control. Obviously, there's huge concerns about China. China's production is basically ground to a halt, and a lot of American companies certainly get their products and their supplies from China. So that is a huge concern. There's international implications here. So there's going to be some volatility in the markets as this continues to develop. The one thing that we had that provided some confidence, if you will, was that it really wasn't hitting first world countries. And when it did hit first world countries, it wasn't all that bad. People were getting sick. It was awful, but they were recovering. That is not the case in Italy. Italy is the first Western country with good medicine that we are seeing that this is a big, big problem. So Italy has, um, what do they have now? Over 600 people that are infected. At least six people in Italy have died. So Italy all of a sudden blew up. This came out of nowhere. And they are, I don't know exactly where where it came from, how it uh, how it got to them. Uh, this rapidly, but Italy is is having a major major problem with this. Now I know it's we're just talking about you know 600 people, and I understand that that is obviously not thousands of people. And we're talking about the standard flu, which has taken more lives than coronavirus. Uh, but again, it's infected a heck of a lot more people as well, and it's the standard flu. They don't have any treatment for this. They're still working this out. There is an Australian company that thinks that they have a vaccine, but they haven't proven that at this point. So who knows what they're what they're doing and if they're accurate. Uh, this is the Daily Wire. Italy is grappling with trying to stop an explosive outbreak of the coronavirus, which originated in China in the northern part of the country. 
by placing nearly a dozen towns on a strict quarantine while top medical experts warn that the virus is nearing pandemic levels. Officials said on Sunday that a third Italian had died from the virus at the infection count, and it rose to 152. Now, that is Sunday, okay? Up from just three identified cases on Friday. So on Friday, you had three cases of coronavirus. So we went into the weekend, and when I gave you the update, you know, again, Western countries didn't have a major outbreak. So we go into the weekend with three infections in Italy. Sunday, there's 152. We're now at... Um, well, I guess we're over 200 now. Excuse me. South Korea is the one that has over 600 people. Uh, but in Italy, you know, we're dealing with, it goes from two to over 200 in, in literally a couple of days. And we're talking about several people dead. This is, again, a Western country with good medicine, so this is a concern. Uh, South Korea, uh, you, you're an Eastern country, but they have Western, uh, Western uh, technology and medicine, and they've got six people dead at least. They've got over 600 people who have been infected. So we're starting to look at now advanced countries with advanced medical care, not just China, not just third world countries that are starting to have the body count pile up. And that's where people are looking at this and going, okay, we we might have a problem. And then you saw the reaction to that in the markets today. Last Friday, this wasn't an issue. This morning it was. And since everybody woke up to this news that Italy and South Korea now have had these major outbreaks, again, these are technologically advanced places with decent medicine, and all of a sudden people are dying. Massive outbreaks, um, you know, as, as far as being a couple of days of this virus. And so there is huge concern about stability in the region and that sort of stuff. And a lot of American businesses do business in South Korea. And South Korea is a technologically advanced country that does a lot of commerce internationally. And the markets are going to reflect that fear that this is going to affect a bunch of, uh, a bunch of markets. So naturally, the market went down today. Um, I would expect that it would bounce back. Uh, but this will, of course, be a concern as the as the virus continues to grow and more people are infected. Uh, while a pandemic is when you have an infectious disease that is being consistently and sustained transmission from person to person through a wide range of regions, countries, and areas of the globe. Now, this is Dr. Anthony Fauci, who specializes in immunology. He's on CNN. So he's basically saying, you know, this could qualify as a pandemic. People ask him, is this a pandemic or not? Uh, So, for example, in China, it's epidemic because it's concentrated on China. But uh, once you start getting other countries in which you have sustained transmittability, then you really have the makings of a pandemic. And again, the World Health Organization declined to declare it a pandemic uh, just uh, just, uh, over the weekend. So it's close. It's getting there. The real issue is, you know, are these... Are these breakouts in other countries the result of a fluke exposure or are they things that are going to be consistently transmittable in that local population and therefore you technically be a pandemic? Okay, so that is the concern. Uh, Let's see. Fauci says we're on the brink of this being a pandemic um, and he goes in to explain, which I don't need to explain any further. Now, there's 34 people in the U.S. that have been infected and that number um, has been pretty stable. If you look at the uh, the countries, obviously China has the, the biggest number, no doubt about that. But then you have, oh, see, South Korea jumped. South Korea is now 833. So this morning, South Korea was over 600, and now it's 833 infections. Uh, Japan is 838. Italy is 223. And, and those are the three nations outside of China that have the largest infected population. So 
pay attention to it. Obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm not doing this to make everybody afraid, but you still have to pay very close attention to this, especially since you have people, you know, violating the president's wishes and flying infected Americans on airlines, you know, back across the world where they could potentially infect other people. Just really stupid mistakes that you only see in these outbreak movies. You know, you see the idiot in the outbreak movie going, what are you thinking doing that? And apparently there's a couple of people in the U.S. government who decided to make that decision and decided to become that guy. So hopefully, hopefully with this number of only 757 new infections in the past 24 hours, which is way lower than it has been, hopefully that is an indicator that this thing is slowing down. That's that's the number that you have to focus on. If you've got more coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Of course, if you're watching the video live stream on YouTube or Twitch at Casey the Host, or even on Twitter uh, via Periscope at RealKCH, please make sure you uh, like, share, subscribe, all of that. And I do want to give a quick little update. I just ran into just ran into this story. Apparently, a California city is suing in order to stop the coronavirus quarantine area from being put there. Uh, this is Bloomberg.com. The city of Costa Mesa sued to stop the U.S. government from relocating as many as 50 people diagnosed with the coronavirus to a dilapidated complex surrounded by residential neighborhoods about 40 miles south of Los Angeles. So they don't like the idea of uh, anybody who's infected being near them. So we will see how that all shakes out as well. All right. A couple of things with vaping. And this story just, it won't die in spite of the fact that this has already been debunked, but they they continue to to talk about this. And oftentimes this this is pushed by the state governments themselves. So a fourth person in Michigan has died as a result of vaping, okay? Now, for those of you who don't know, I was the first media personality that I am aware of in the entire country, maybe even the world, who knows, telling you that this lung thing that was happening with vaping was tied to illegal black market THC that was cut with vitamin E acetate, okay? And if you don't know... What was happening, basically vitamin E, acetate, an oil, cook bacon in the morning. And you get all the oil in the can. And then you pour in the the pan. And then you pour the bacon oil into a can. You let it cool. And then it solidifies, right? It gets harder. It gets sludgy, right? Same thing happens with vitamin E, acetate in your lungs. So you vape it. It gets in your lungs. And it solidifies and hardens. And that's what was killing people. This has nothing to do with legal, over-the-counter, store-bought products. This is all illegal THC products that were bought on the black market. And I told everybody this, and, you know, everybody went ahead and made the push anyway. We got some laws changed as a result of it. It's, it's all silly. So a fourth person in Michigan has died as a result of this. It was an adult female patient. The story's at 953mnc.com. The death comes as new cases related to the outbreak. It's not an outbreak. This isn't a disease. This isn't the coronavirus. This is not an outbreak. These are people who are doing dope illegally. Just throwing that out there. Have an outbreak has decreased in Michigan and across the country, according to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. But yeah, now that people know what actually caused it, they're not... It, it's weird, Joe. You tell people what kills them and they don't buy it anymore. Huh. 
guess what else has happened since then in Michigan? Pot's legal. Okay? Pot's legal. So a lot of people have just said, you know what? I'm not going to buy the black market stuff. I'm just going to go get the legal stuff. Yeah, I might have to drive a little bit since 80 some odd percent of the state doesn't allow the sale of it. Uh, Let's see. They're urging doctors to remain vigilant in educating patients about the potential risks associated with, with, with vaping. The potential risks associated with vaping. There are no known risks to vaping. None. No scientific, no lab known risks to vaping at all. It doesn't exist. One day, maybe in the 24th and a half century, we'll have different information. But right now, there is nothing that has been shown in any scientific research that vaping is a risk to anybody. Okay? Nothing. Except for illegal THC products that are sold only on the black market. You're not legally allowed to buy these things. You're not legally allowed to sell them. You got backyard chemists cutting it with an oil that they're not supposed to be cutting it with. And and by the way, if you got into a vape shop, go into a vape shop and look around. All of the labels now say vitamin E free. All of them. Because it's not used. But anyway... Uh, since August 73 confirmed and probable vaping related lung injury cases have been reported in Michigan. Again, all of these are because people are doing dope. Um, so I mean the last, at least the last line says the agency has, the CDC has identified vitamin E acetate as strongly associated with the vaping related lung injury. I wish that the additional uh, line had been added in there, uh, vitamin E acetate in illegal black market THC products had been uh, added on there because this still gives the impression that, oh, geez, well, these things have vitamin E acetate in it, but they don't. You know, the over-the-counter stuff uh, primarily does not. So, I, I folks, it, it's just, <clears throat> I mean, there's more to the case. It, she she knew that things didn't taste right. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's strange. Um, it's very odd to see this still perpetuated. But then I ran into a very odd story in the Tribune. Students can't lose driving privileges for vaping tickets, according to the St. Joseph County Prosecutor. (laughs) When Mishawaka's school board recently heard a presentation on the policy of allowing resource officers to issue tickets for vaping, D.A.R.E. officer, yes, D.A.R.E. is still a thing, D.A.R.E. officer Lieutenant Tim Williams said unpaid tickets mean a student cannot get a license until it's paid, but that is not the case. St. Joseph County Prosecutor Ken Cotter told the Tribune that a ticket for vaping is a Class C infraction, not a moving violation, which means that it can't affect a student's current or future driving privileges. The law is clear that BMV cannot suspend a person's license for a non-moving violation if they don't pay a ticket or go to court. I cannot ask uh, the court in any way to impact the driver's license, Cotter said. The most that you would see is a judgment against the student, and then they may have to pay extra fines. That is it. So uh, in case you are concerned because you're vaping on school grounds, which probably not a wise decision given the rule changes, um, then you will not lose your license. You'll just get a fine, and they'll keep fining you if you don't pay, but you won't actually lose your license, kitties. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. 
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, we are live streaming on YouTube at youtube.com slash Casey the host. Please subscribe and hit that like button. Also, click on the bell icon and select all notifications so you get an alert when I go live on the air. If you're on Twitch, if you could also subscribe and follow on twitch.tv slash Casey the host, that would be great. If you have Amazon Prime, you can link Amazon Prime to your Twitch account and you can subscribe to my channel for free. Uh, Well, you can subscribe to one channel for free per month. And if you're not subscribing to anybody else, I would appreciate if you would do it for mine. It helps me out uh, a lot. You can start doing some giveaways. And and I kind of teased a giveaway that was going to be coming up here in the near future on the live stream a little bit earlier. But uh, if you're not watching the live stream, you didn't hear about it. Okay, what else do we have here? Um, <clears throat> well, we've got the courts getting pretty pretty political. There is that, but I don't know. I ran into I ran into this story and I thought it was it was, you know, just a little interesting because you have these weird population control types that are now becoming normal and mainstream and it's it's a little irritating, but it it continues to kind of permeate society. And Apparently, according to the BBC, having kids helps support slavery. So there's that. Um, Let's see. Deciding to have children in the first world supports slavery, according to a BBC Three segment that was pushed on social media. In a segment for the Blind Boy Undestroys the World program on BBC Three, she publicly funded the publicly funded broadcaster's youth-oriented channel. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's somebody named Blind Boy who tells the viewer, you think slavery is a thing of the past, but you own slaves. To demonstrate the point, the alleged satirist throws a fellow at the Africa Department of SOAS, the School of Oriental and African Studies at the University of London. Uh, which is a apparently a visual sociology researcher at Goldsmiths at the University of London and the author of the book Don't Touch My Hair and a bleeding legend from Dublin, Ireland named Miss Emma DeBerry. Uh, so apparently their their whole premise is that if you have kids in the modern age, you are supporting slavery somehow. Um, uh, okay. I I mean, I don't, okay, (laughs) folks, I mean, everything is, to me, this seems like population control type stuff, right? And who right now is pushing population control? Well, environmentalists are, and the BBC is chock full of environmentalists, and and I'm talking about the wackos, not people who just want to conserve and clean, but actually talking about the people who are population control environmentalists. Uh, We just had a professor here I don't remember where she was from. We just had a professor who said, to save the planet, we have to go extinct. Okay, start with you. Lead by example, lady. That's all I'm asking you to do is just lead by example. She, of course, will not do that. And it's it's all a lie. It is what it is. But the population control mindset is where you have, you know, these people out there saying you shouldn't have any kids. Uh, if you do have any kids, it should be one kid. But now if you have any kids, you're supporting slavery and all because of all the products you'll end up buying and everything else that all supports slavery. And I just we had, we got into a discussion about this at recently. I don't remember who I was talking to about this. 
But isn't it weird that you have so many of the environmental movement who is anti-slavery? And I would assume that most people are pretty anti-slavery. Like slavery is universally seen as a bad thing now, at least in Western culture. Um, but they're, they talk about population control and things of that nature for the environment and really talking about human rights. And we want to make sure that people are taken care of and all of that. And then they support buying electric vehicles. Hey, Joe, what, what chemical element that is frequently mined in third world countries by children uh, is in electrical vehicles? Do you have any idea? Cobalt. Okay. Do yourselves a favor and look up cobalt mines. You think blood diamonds are a thing? Look at the human atrocity of cobalt mines. There's been a couple of documentaries made about it, but um, you notice that a lot of the environmental hypocrites who run into this and some of them can go into this population control and human rights and all of that stuff. And um, they seem to forget that electric vehicles and cobalt go hand in hand. And they seem to forget the human toll of mining cobalt, which involves by the way, slavery, uh, human abuse, child labor, all of these things. They ignore that. So, you know, essentially while many of them are well-meaning, all right, when you have an environmentalist telling you to buy an electrical vehicle, uh, first of all, it's not more environmentally friendly. That's the first thing that you have to understand, uh, at least not now. Okay, Maybe one day it will be as the technology advances. Uh, and I'm not saying not to buy them. I, I wouldn't mind having... Ele- I've talked about buying an electric motorcycle many times. And actually, electric motorcycles are affordable. Um, electric vehicles at this point in the United States are not. Outside of the United States, you can get some that are, are, um, are affordable. But... You know, I don't have any issue with buying an electric vehicle, but you're you're not being environmentally friendly when you do that. And and we've talked about the pollution and everything else that kind of goes into that. But if you <clears throat> if you are pushing electric vehicles, you have to understand that there is a very high likelihood that said electric vehicle and the technology in that electric vehicle is going to come at the cost of slavery and child abuse and all sorts of horrendous human rights violations. You have to understand that. And if you're okay with that, then by all means, be okay with it. Now, there are ways certainly to do electric vehicles where you're not going to have that problem. Uh, You can do your own conversion if you want, and I wish you the best of luck on that. But um, you know, at this point in time, you've got to you got to factor these sorts of things in, and I don't think a lot of people are. They're trying to run in the same circles, and I don't know if they just are not aware of it or what. I have no idea. Um, some people are like, uh, "Electric motorcycle sounds terrible." I, I <laughs> it will sound terrible because there will be no sound at all. And, and of course, one of the best things about a motorcycle is its engine note, but. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't mind having one uh, for some parts of town, no doubt about it. And nothing's going to replace my my Indian. There's no doubt about that. But um, and I'm looking forward to bringing that thing out too. I really wanted to have it out on Saturday. I was uh, we went to the mall on Saturday, and I was watching all of you on your motorcycles. And trust me, I was super jelly, super jelly that I wasn't on my motorcycle on Saturday. But I knew that the snow was coming, and now they're telling me that the snow is going to be even worse than it was this morning. So we're looking at, what, eight to nine inches in parts of the listening area, about six inches in general throughout the Michiana listening area. So I'm glad that I kept it uh, stored away just so I don't have to deal with all of that. But 
I am so looking forward to the spring and getting back on that motorcycle. You have no idea. Oh, yeah, Hummer's got that new electric vehicle they premiered during the uh, the Super Bowl, too. Which And I love Hummers. I would love to have a Hummer. But I'm glad that um, that they have the options. And if, hey, that saves the company, cool. I'm glad that it saves the company. But you still have to think about the cobalt issue. All right? So there might be companies out there that, that make sure that that isn't where they source their cobalt from. I don't know. I don't know enough about where they're sourcing it or the availability of non-slave labored cobalt, but you should be aware of it if you're pushing electric vehicles. We have more coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel.